Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Aaron Quitkin. Aaron Quitkin is the founder and CEO of Profit, an AI-driven PR SaaS platform backed by MDC Ventures. He is also founder and chairman of KWT Global, a highly acclaimed PR and brand strategy firm which offices in New York, London, and Los Angeles. A proud George Washington University alum, Aaron serves on George Washington School of Media and Public Affairs Advisory Committee. He's president-elect of PRSA New York and past president of the Americas for the International Communications Consultancy Organization. A former board member of the PR Council, a former adjunct professor at NYU, writes for Forbes and The Drum, and is the creator and host of the popular brand On Purpose podcast that features companies that do well by doing good. He has deep expertise in marketing technology, brand strategy, reputation management, crisis management, and purpose-driven marketing. An endurance sports enthusiast, Aaron puts social impact at the center of everything he does, personally and professionally. Well, good afternoon, Aaron. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Awesome, Aaron. I appreciate it. And you've got such a, a brand yourself around what you're doing in podcasting and so forth. So I'm real excited to talk to you today and we're going to jump into the questions. So Aaron, let's talk about your background. You've got quite the background in media, PR, as an entrepreneur, founder of KWT Global, and now the founder and CEO at Profit. Could you share with our audience what drives you and what has contributed to your success? Yeah, sure. So, um, so many different things, um, but I think, uh, I know I chose the communications field almost 30 years ago, more than 30 years ago, because um, at the end of the day, regardless of what vertical you're in, uh, what sector you're in, what profession you choose, communications, um, I think, is the oxygen for everything that we do. Um, and miscommunication is really the root cause of most things, right? Um, especially in the times of crisis. It's not what you do or what you did wrong, but it's how you recover. It's how you react to it. And that's where pretty, pretty much judgment is in terms of reputation and brand. But I think the, the kind of the odd sibling, if you will, to communications, at least in, in my mind, is curiosity. And if communications, you know, is oxygen, then curiosity is fuel in a different type of way. Um, and um, I've always been a pretty curious person. So, you know, I chose this path of wanting to work with a bunch of different types of uh, companies across different sectors and helping them be more persuasive, communicate to different stakeholders. Um, and if I think about just the arc of my own career, um, it, was, it started off in a very analog way in the early 90s. Um, and, you know, you come up to 2021 now and what has been traditionally um, a, a tradecraft communications, PR, um, marketing is it, it, a tradecraft that's been rooted mostly in art and the art of the narrative is now being, I think, fortified and backstopped by science as well. And it's a very interesting time right now to try to thread that needle, needle and navigate between art and science, not lose one in exchange for the other, but to have the two really support each other. Interesting. I, I like that thought and, and what you've experienced coming through uh, your career in communications. Uh, and you're absolutely right. Today is uh, really an interesting time. We've got all kinds of things coming at us, especially with this pandemic, which I'm going to jump into, Aaron. You know, everybody globally has had to pivot and to adapt to the new normal. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your company stay relevant in this economy? Well, it's, it's kind of interesting. I think the pandemic has uh, created a larger divide uh, between those of the resources um, and also how those of us both individually and collectively as enterprises have been 
prepared, even, even if not knowingly for that, uh, the pandemic. Right. And I just remember back a year ago, you know, the first thing we did, um, the number one goal is survival. And I was in a fog. I think we're all in a bit of a fog. And I think what the pandemic has done is um, it's not just increased that divide, but it's also helped demonstrate and or test um, different kind of levers of the enterprise um, leadership values. Um, and then uh, for, for lack of a better, more specific term, it really business continuity planning. And that could be something as simple as organizations that had not gone through or contemplated a digital transformation prior to the pandemic had to scramble and most of them didn't survive. Whereas those who were prepared, even if it might not have been on the nose because they thought a pandemic was coming, just because they were on that journey of transformation and evolution, they survived and thrived. And in my world, you know, I live in two worlds, right? So um, I operate a software startup, but I also historically am a communications and PR professional with deep background in crisis and issues management. In my world, the first thing we had to do is serve our clients and serve our people and make sure that they had the, the words and the tools and the narrative to survive, to keep everybody together. And then where we saw um, a lot of lift in our own businesses and just working with digitally native brands, again, which all kind of comes full circle. And, you know, is your business structured to be able to handle a pandemic? And the last thing I'll say is, you know, we've gone through um, a dual pandemic, right? We had a pandemic, which um, through the healthcare vector helped to shine a light on gross inequities around um, people who live in the margin and communities who live in the margin and their lack of access to care and to healthcare. And at the same time, you had the murder of George Floyd, which then compounded upon that the systemic inequities that we've all been facing, um, but not all addressing. And it's been interesting to see and to guide different leaders from different organizations through how they lean into, if they have values, um, to help um, address some of those inequities and inequalities, uh, both systemically as well within their own organization. Great. I appreciate the share on that. And you're absolutely right. It's This last year has been challenging for everybody, uh, obviously, some more than others, but um, this is, I think, a time that builds uh, stronger communities, stronger relationships, and, and make us uh, more resilient in future uh, crisis. So, so thanks again, Aaron. And Aaron, you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging tech in your new venture, right? Is there anything you might be able to share with our audience today? Sure. Um, just a quick kind of disclaimer, if you will. Um, unlike you, I'm not a technologist, so I came to this uh, really through the lens of a user mm -hmm. or a customer. And um, just quick 101 on kind of earned media and what it's like to pitch a reporter. And you get pitches all the time, Brian, right? Mm -hmm. As yeah. do I, because I'm a contributor for, um, you know, I'm a content creator like you, not as successful as you in terms of content creation, but anybody who's a publisher or creator gets pitched. And traditionally that would be a reporter and PR people for you know, decades now have been pitching reporters story ideas. And in order to do that successfully, historically, okay, so I'm going back way, way, way back when I got into this business in the early 90s, you would actually read. <laughs> People don't read anymore. Mm -hmm. You'd read articles. You'd say, hey, Brian Thomas covers this, this, and this. He might be a good target for my client to be on his show. And um, unfortunately, and, and, and not deliberately, um, what's happened is you've had um, a kind of a hybrid of analog and technology coming together. So you've got decisions and the muckracks of the world who've done a good job listing out who Brian Thomas is and what he might be interested in. But what we haven't done yet, and we've made the people a little bit lazy, is now there's downloading lists of media to target. But what we haven't done yet is we haven't found a way 
to do that work for them. So I built profit and there's a little bit of a pun on that. So it's capital P-R-O-P-H-E-T. Um, and I've been building it even pre-pandemic. The pandemic slowed us down our development a little bit because we had to look at, I had to worry about other things, but um, we built it specifically so that um, we could support traditionally what's been experienced and instinct and gut instinct by a PR person. I think Brian will be interested with more data to say, I know Brian's gonna be interested in my story or my idea. So what Profit does is it uses natural language processing and machine learning to look back at what a reporter has written in the past to predetermine their level of interest, what type of sentiment they might have um, if they did write, um, and then uh, what type of viral nature, what type of spread it would have if, when, they, when they write. In other words, will other media pick it up? Or they, do they get in syndicate, et cetera, et cetera? And you know, you know this as well as, well as I do, Brian. Um, movie movie studios, book publishers—they've been putting future potential prospective scripts through, you know, AI um, for years now, trying to predict future commercial success. And there's no reason why we can't do that to help create a more more of an efficiency between someone who's pitching you a story idea and that reporter. And hopefully it'll result in better stories, um, more on the nose pitches to you, and it'll free people up to do higher value tasks. Um, and, and I think it'll actually help create a, a much stronger ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's awesome. And, and that's what's so exciting about podcasts in general, but this podcast focuses on some of that tech that's going to uh, alleviate some of that routine work and allow people to focus on higher level tasks. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I can't, I'm going to continue to follow this and see where it goes. Honestly, Aaron, that's awesome. Thank so, you. You bet. So Aaron, last question, can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either media or entrepreneurship? Uh, you know, I just want to start with a really interesting framing that someone on my podcast um, had suggested to me about, uh, about a year ago. Um, when he's talking about his own journey, he said, you learn, you earn, and you return. And I'm like, huh, that's really interesting. And young people are still in that learning category, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just want to work in reverse. So, you know, as somebody who's been working for three decades now, I've been trying very hard to be more generous with my time in return, whether it's offering people internships, spending time with people, um, you know, finding a way to give back to um, the industry or industries I'm operating in. But my number one advice for tons of young people, and I, I lecture at GW and I talk about this all the time, is um, one, learning how to fail and not being afraid to fail. Um, what's that expression? You know, you get knocked down seven times, you get up eight. Um, and then the the other thing I talk a lot about is just networking. And that's a, it's a word kind of like digital transformation has probably been overused and misunderstood and become almost a cliche, but you need to find people that you want to be more like. Um, you need to surround yourself with very talented people and a diverse set of people. And I do believe that the more you network, um, you know, and the more time you give of yourself, the more you will get back in both Im implicit and explicit ways. And also, you, you know, you grow as a person. Um, and I just want to go back to what I said earlier on the onset, uh, which is this notion of curiosity. I think that um, curiosity really does fuel progress. And you need to have a, a sense of agency around curiosity, which means you need to consume content and you need to create content. So you put that all together in terms of, you know, networking, curiosity, not being afraid to fail, finding, you know, finding uh, and surrounding yourself with people who are as talented, if not even better than you, you know, that old expression where it's like, I don't really play tennis, but you're supposed to play with someone who's better than you because you'll hit harder when someone hits harder back at you. 
I don't know about what that other person does. Maybe they find someone else, not you to help them hit harder, but you know, you need to find people who are better and more talented you and not be afraid of that and lean into it. Um, and then the final thing I'll say about that is just, you have to have a sense of purpose for everything that you do, whether it's personal purpose or it's more purpose through the uh, filter of philanthropy, which is something that's very important to me. If you can't find meaning in what you're doing, then you just, you really shouldn't just be, you shouldn't be doing it. Absolutely. I think that's some great advice. And I know that our audience, someone in the audience is going to latch onto that and, and take that and learn from it. So again, Aaron, appreciate your insights today. And it was a pleasure having you on. I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thanks for having me, Brian. It's a lot of fun. Bye for now. Bye.